Hello, is that Alana? Yeah. How are you? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing? Good. How's the baby? Good, good. Sleeping. <laughs> Sleeping. Well, okay, this is a good time. We're going to try to finish before uh, the baby wakes up. Is it a boy or a girl? It's a boy, right? Yeah, yeah I just, have two boys. Yeah, I saw a picture and I'm like, oh, I didn't even know you had another son. How old is your older son? Um, he's turning three in May. Wow, okay. <laughs> It is the great American football coach, Vince Lombardi, who once said, let me tell you what winning means. It means you're willing to go longer, work harder, give more than anyone else. And we have a delightful privilege today. Coach Ilona Serchenko is our guest. Hello and welcome to The Journey, your radio show, hosted by Neville D'Angelo, author of A Soundbite Life and Flight of the Fused Monkeys, a PRG Emerging Technologies Forum keynote speaker and founder of Rio Sports. I am Joseph Ellison. Enjoy! The pandemic, the portal we're all going through, is flushed with an intriguing mixture of experiences discoveries, revelations, awakenings, you will probably agree. In the wee hours of morning before the sun's first wink, throughout spring and summer and fall and winter, several hardy folks who have entrusted me with their safe care, growth and development, brave bristling changes of weather to join me under the black sky. Barely a few raised heartbeats, a glance across the park, and there is Elana, patiently awaiting her first student, and for hours, by ones and by twos, tussled them through their physical paces, she was not pregnant when I first saw her. Then day after day, the evidence became clear. Day after day, throughout nine months, bearing a new life to birth, she kept training and playing. I was fascinated. I just knew you would love to meet her. Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky questions. And we play a few games and track the remarkable characters of three classic books, A Soundbite Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicet, A Time to Begin Again, all of which can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Well, Elona, welcome to uh, the journey. I'm glad that you agreed to participate with us on the podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, Neville. Thank you. I'm doing great. Excited to speak with you and share my story. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're willing to do it. Well, of course, you're a new mom as well as a coach. Can you tell us about that? 
how you be, uh, how you got into tennis and how you continue doing that even as a mom yeah well i'm originally coming from ukraine and i started playing tennis i think like when i was about seven years old mm-hmm. and i remember at the time i actually was um my mom put me to do rhythmic gymnastic and i was doing that before a couple of years but I was kind of a bigger girl and wasn't very flexible, so it wasn't a good fit, kind of. Like, I couldn't even make a split. I was going with the girls, but, like, I couldn't even make a split. I wasn't kind of fitting in. And then my dad kind of one day took me to um, tennis clinic, mm-hmm. and I was so stubborn, actually. Like, at that moment, I didn't want to play tennis, I remember. Mm. So he brought me, and... I just started playing and I think I got very competitive and yeah. that's kind of what I think was what, what, by what I was driven. Mm-hmm. Not like I like this sport, but I was very competitive. So I kind of just got in into it. And I just also remember like, I think the first photograph my dad took of me mm-hmm. with the tennis racket on the tennis court. Mm-hmm. And like, I was not even smiling. Like I was so like... <laughs> like rebelling i think at that point Uh. but then i got competitive and then i started practicing daily couple hours a day like every day like kind of six days a week and like luckily for me my uncle was a tennis coach so um he took took a big role in developing me as a tennis player Mm -hmm. and then i was competing in ukraine and then um when I was finishing um, high school, my parents were looking for the next step. And as you know, tennis is very expensive sport. And at the moment, financially, it was very difficult to travel abroad and keep developing my game. So my dad had opportunity in coming to the States on a full ride scholarship. Mm. So, we found the company uh, at that moment, it was 2008 years when we were recruiting, we found the company actually in Russia. There is a company, I don't know if they're still operating, it's called 4R Sports. They help um, connecting students with schools in the United States and they kind of guide you through the process of um, recruiting all the tests, connecting with coaches and coming to the States. Um, to study Mm -hmm. so we started doing that and in 2009 I was coming in August um, as a freshman um, I was a 17 year old on one-way ticket to the United States Uh and and I always when I say the story I always tell it was like a one-way ticket because at the moment still was very hard financially so I remember my parents just able to get me a one-way ticket there <laughs> so kind of was <laughs> now come back uh-uh. at the moment yeah so I came and I was uh, started to play so I played two years at McNeese State which is in Louisiana Lake Charles and after two years I transferred and I played in more competitive program at the um, University of North Texas which is in DFW area mm-hmm. So I finished my last two years of my undergrad there. And uh, when we finished, we won conference two times. And I think the highest we were ranked like top 50 in the country. Mm-hmm. So 
that was a very impressive experience and I had great mentors working with me and developing me like on the court and off the court. And after that, I still went uh, further to, to pursue my master's degree. So um, I went to University of Indianapolis where I worked as assistant coach. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where I started uh, working more as a pro. Well, I was kind of combining my grad school with teaching more lessons. Mm-hmm. I taught through the years in summer camps, mm-hmm. so I kind of had always that background since since pretty much I was 17, 18 years old. I had a background of working with kids, mm-hmm. and it was great experience. It was challenging hours, like sometimes you kind of get tired being on the court all day. And then when I started teaching more in Indianapolis, I was working with the teams and teaching lessons. I started teaching everyone, like I would work with juniors, with little kids, I would work with adults, I would run leagues, um, women's leagues, also do fun cardio tennis, so like um, as I was doing grad school there for two, three years, that's kind of like where I was building my coaching experience a lot because I was on the court like all day, like mm. six, seven hours pretty much. Yeah. And um, so I was doing that and the tough part with tennis, it's kind of like, you say like tennis is like light, you have your ups, your downs, sometimes when you have too much tennis, you kind of get burned out. You know? <laughs> and like, I mean, from seven years old, it's all was about tennis. So. At that moment, I was kind of getting a little burned out uh, to teach. So, um, and we started planning for family. So, I remember when I got pregnant with my first son, who is right now actually almost three years old. Um, that's when I decided to stop coaching mm-hmm. and just kind of take a break. And that's when we moved to Dallas. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember it, it just so. Uh, interesting experience I guess once uh, these two kids two pregnancies you approach differently to life and kind of like what you can take on Mm -hmm. I remember it also can be also like a mindset when I was pregnant with my first son I kind of had a picture in my mind no one would want to play with a pregnant woman (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that was something like I, I, I really didn't see myself coaching. Mm-hmm. I really didn't see anyone wanting to play with me being pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is also could be cultural because cultural and um, also generational, I would say. Mm-hmm. Because I think growing up, like, I haven't really seen anyone being pregnant coaching or like playing tennis. It's kind of like, I think it's kind of like I would say expected of people once you're pregnant, you take it easy, you kind of slow down. So that's kind of like at the moment, like, so I stopped, I kind of had enough tennis and I didn't want to coach. But then when we moved to Dallas, Mm -hmm. after one, two months of no tennis at all, I was like, I miss tennis. (laughs) I think like once you do it for so long, it kind of becomes a part of you. All right. What, no. what, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Well, Do you uh, have a question? 
Yeah, well, t two parts. Uh, before, uh, a question about what you just said. But can you go back first to that moment? You remember you said that, uh, you, you, I mean, you got into tennis because you were competitive. But can you, do you have that a moment when it changed from, ah, I really like this? Or it, it just, how did that happen, that part? Well, that part is tricky because... Um once you get competitive and you start playing lots of uh, junior tournaments, I think there is lots of nervousness, there is lots of growing, maturing there. Mm -hmm. So you kind of like, I felt like I didn't start enjoying it until after I was done with junior tennis, with um, uh, um, university tennis. Oh, okay because then. That's when, when you really take a break, when you don't really have responsibility, I have to go and win this match. I have to go and get the <laughs> point. Right. I think that's when you really start enjoying it. Okay. And, and now... And that's kind of a tough part sometimes. Right. And now here you were um, on your, your second child, you decided that somewhere along the line you must have decided, I'll continue coaching even though I'm pregnant, or or did that happen? You, it just happened. How did, t talk to us about that. So, um, with my second child, I kind of didn't, ex um, as I took a break from tennis, um, I started developing photography. So I started doing family photography on the side, and then I started doing, again, a little bit of tennis. Mm -hmm. But then as um, pandemic hit, not even planning, I kind of started getting very busy and I started just teaching a lot. Mm -hmm. And that started kind of pretty much last year, around March, April. And that's kind of turned out when I just got pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I was busy. I enjoyed like teaching. And I kind of like, I guess, the second child, you have more confidence. Kind of, I guess, you've been through it already. So I kind of like didn't feel like I didn't want to be coaching pregnant this time. <laughs> I guess it was completely different right. mindset. And I actually I play on the league team with my teams on Thursdays. So I kept on coaching and I actually kept playing competitive doubles with my team mm -hmm. pretty much until like I was like a few weeks before delivery. Right. I don't know. I felt like very like by people, by people I teach, by my teammates on the team. Mm. So it was kind of, I guess, a different mindset, and I kind of enjoyed, like I did it. Yeah, I thought I th it was wonderful from the outside. It was quite an inspiring for us to, to to watch you. Well, yeah, and it's kind of crazy. Like I go sometimes, and now people on the court with me say congratulations <laughs> because they're like, oh, there is no baby anymore. He makes it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we'll be right back with Alana to learn more of what she does. A good coach can change a game. A great coach can change a life. So says John Wooden. Meet awesome coaches, your favorite professional athletes and uh, sports enthusiasts in football, basketball, soccer, tennis, track and field, gymnastics, life. Visit 
riosports.com. Riosports is spelled R-Y-O-S-P-O-R-T-S. Riosports.com. You can change your life. Well, I'm back with Ilana. Ilana, you were telling us about photography. You got interested in photography, and you were you are now doing it professionally. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I always had passion for photography, and I always kind of enjoyed taking photographs when we travel, or just kind of dressing up, taking pictures, and it's always been a part of me. As tennis, I pretty much had a camera like since I was like like a junior, and um, I always enjoyed it. And um, actually, like first year modeling for photos first, but then still, I was kind of like I would say searching for what exactly I wanted to do with photography. So mm. when with, I took a break uh, with my first pregnancy, I started. Um, I took the online courses for lifestyle family photography, and then I started practicing more. I got my first professional camera, and I started building my um, uh, photography business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I pretty much, that's kind of a business I started with uh, my first son. So I've been doing it for uh, it about already about three years uh, professionally. Mm-hmm. And my main focus in... Uh, Photography has been family. Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of a part of me. Yes. So that's why kind of like that was my main focus. Mm-hmm. So I kind of and so I was doing photographies and I went back to tennis and I felt like it's kind of like started combining really well. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy once I'm doing both. Once I have a good balance, so like so usually like my typical day. In the morning, I teach uh, tennis, and in the afternoon, around sunset hours, that's kind of the best light for photography. That's when I go and I do photo session. Yeah. And yeah, and I've been really enjoying it, and I really enjoy sometimes when I find my people and I give them a lesson, and then a few days later, we do a photo session. Okay. Because that's good. people I teach, they either want sometimes either some personal branding shots or some of them usually have families so yeah it's been fun kind of do both for some of my people that's awesome that's awesome. when i'm back i will ask you what's the best advice you've ever received so i'll be back with ilana in just a few moments You are on the journey. I am Neville. Uh, the journey's platform is thejourney.riosports.com. You will also find us on your favorite podcast platform that includes Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Block Talk Radio. On the journey, you'll meet fascinating people, intriguing stories, changing worlds, and you can enjoy free access her extensive library thejourney.riosports.com
I am back with Ilana. Ilana, so what's the best advice you've ever seen, ever received? Um, well, I feel like I've been, I received many great advices, but one kind of like comes on my mind and something I remind myself when I cannot accomplish something. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when there's something you really want, you'll find a way to do it. Mm. So that's something like I find very relevant because like very often you want something, but it's not working out. And I feel like if it's not working out, it's just more of matter doing more research, finding another way approach or learning more about the topic until the point once you feel like you've done everything and now you're going to get it. So. I feel like if you cannot get something, it's just you just gotta kind of keep at it, keep going at it, do more things until it clicks, and that's gonna be the right moment to accomplish it. And that's something like I found relevant with photography. I always kind of felt like that's something I wanted to do, but I guess like it seems scary or like you don't know how. How am I going to start taking photos and people going to start booking me? <laughs> and that's kind of like something like I always wanted. And it actually took me a couple of years to actually put all my thoughts, all my mind together to actually start doing it. Mm. And as I started doing it, I figured it's very important. Once you see the big picture, you got to focus on little steps towards that big picture because if you really focus on the big pictures it's so overwhelming and you just might give up and not do anything mm. that's why i think it's very important in the process to do at least little by little if you accomplish something small towards what you want to do in the future big that's going to be a step forward and that's not going to feel as overwhelming and you're going to feel on the right track by doing that I like that advice. I think that's good. And if and if there was one advice, only one advice that you had to give to the whole world, what would that be? The advice um, to the whole world? Yeah. I think, um, well, that's one advice I would give, but another advice that I really like, I think it's important to believe in yourself. So mm-hmm. it's very hard, like, Sometimes you think like you can accomplish something, you can give something to the world, but you don't have much confidence. So I think it's very important to believe in yourself and just kind of find your vice so that way you can start presenting whatever you have or want to offer to the world. That's awesome. Can you tell us if uh, folks, obviously you're here in Dallas, so this, this question probably would apply to more of the folks in Dallas than around the world. Uh, but if folks wanted to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Um, they can follow me on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you put my name, like uh, I usually uh, on social media under Ilona Shevchenko Photography or Ilona Shevchenko, and you can just follow me and uh, I'll be happy to get in touch with you. And you can also see more about me, what I do. And and you said social media, but which ones are you on? 
So uh, go ahead, go ahead and spell your name as it is on Instagram, so that folks could uh, follow you properly. Yeah, it's a pretty long name, but I'm <laughs> gonna try to spell it out slow and clearly. So Good. the first name Ilona, which spells as I L O N A, Ilona, and last name Shevchenko, which is S E R T H. E-N-K-O Technical Photography So it's Ilona Sirchenko Photography Okay, awesome It is time to play one of our games Ilona, there is a knock on your door you will be rushed to an abandoned island. You have no idea how long you will be there. You have exactly one minute to grab only three things to take with you. What will you take? So, three things. Okay, I guess it kind of gets you very busy, but first thing for sure is camera. <laughs> I love taking pictures. Photographer, not photographer, but I think camera for sure. Then hard drive, because okay. that's where I keep all my memories. Okay. I don't even trust my husband with anymore because once I left him and he deleted all the things by accident. Oh my goodness. And, and I was crying out like I was very frustrated since then I don't trust anyone and the third one is a tennis racket <laughs> something like I as I said like I started enjoying much more after I finished like playing uh, through juniors university that's something that I truly started to enjoy and I always look for competitive matches I can jump in and play to have fun Cool. Well, thank you so much. It's nice uh, spending these moments uh, talking with you. I'm glad that you were um, on our show and uh, you feel always welcome uh, to come back again. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. It kind of was a cool experience and I, I'm glad you offered me to share my story. Well, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm very, very glad that you did. Thanks so much. Take care. Thank you, Nadu. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite internet platforms. Download, embed, and share via any of the social media you love. Bobby Knight said this, The key is not the will to win. Everybody has that. It is the will to prepare to win that is important. 
See you next week.